how are you not going to fully commit? That should I would have voted if someone would have said, my number one issue for 2021, we are canceling Thanksgiving. Are you wondering why? Do you have the internet, sir? Yeah. Do you not have Google? Maybe you use Bing. Do you use Bing? What do you use? <laughs> you got to get off Pornhub. There's a different search engine. That's all I use the internet for. Porn. That's it. Come on. I think I got money like that. <laughs> and you just hear my whole sob story originally. No, I got money. That's why I'm on OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm on. I have. I'm subscribed to so many girls on OnlyFans. That like my inbox, they just send out mass messages, right? So my inbox, it looks like I'm a creator on there because I have so many DMs that I've just not read because it's just so much. It'd be so expensive for me to read all those messages. Like that's crazy. You know, there's a re there's an auto renew feature on OnlyFans. You probably don't know this. These did delinquents know. There's an auto renew feature. So before I officially kill myself, I have to uh, I have to <laughs> cancel those. Or else my family gets nothing that's left on my Venmo card. <laughs> like absolutely nothing. <laughs> I've decided, I, I came to this conclusion. My death is inevitable. Yours too, yours as well. <laughs> Don't mean to burst the bubble. And with the way that I live my life masturbating for 17 hours straight on poppers and Adderall, <laughs> with things jammed inside of me that are not, they're considered foreign, but they're not, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, you see them around your house, you know, a Wiimote, a screwdriver, you never know. You never know. Not like the skinny piece, that would be not pleasurable at all. But you ever had a big screwdriver handle? Anyways. I'm just not, I'm not going to kill myself on like uh, three days after payday because I'll be broke. I'm going to, I, I got to kill myself on payday. Blow it all on that day. Bam. It was a great day. I'm not going to die broke. What do I look like? Not a professional? I have thought this through, ladies and gentlemen. Days and thems. I was waiting for the 2020 uh, Aerosmith remix of Dude Looks Like a Lady. It's a they looks like a them. <laughs> God bless, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. Get home safe. Mark Neuer, everyone, reminding us that we live in San Francisco and we have the Transamerica building. <laughs> called the Transamerica building. We're cool with it. Like, I'm down, baby. I like it. Call yourself any pronoun you want. I actually identify as a witch. My pronouns are us and we. <laughs> like, I have all the cats. I'll show you my wand later. I've seriously lost the plot. <laughs> it's COVID. I've lost it. I'm crazy. I'm super excited right now. I'm crazy about your next comedian. I haven't seen her in years, but she's been here in the past. And it's great that you came back, and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm not going to let you said you're going to do whatever time you want. I'm not going to let you You do what time you want. Everybody put your hands together. It's Amanda Biddle. Yay! Yay! What's up, guys? How's it going? I'm going to do this weird math thing that you described. How's that? How's that? 
Oh, it is. Oh, I'm on the radio. Holy shit. Okay, well, thanks for having me back, guys. Give it up for Pam, your lovely host, and all the other comedians that you've seen tonight. Um, I'm a little nervous because I haven't been on stage since before the pandemic or whatever we're calling it now. Um, but I don't know. I'm just going to jump right in, and I know what all of you guys are thinking now that you've kind of gotten a look at me. Um, my outfit. <laughs> Super fucking cute, I know. Oh, it's really cute. <laughs> um, and that's the real reason that I've been wearing it for four days. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the pandemic or my barely treated depression. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, but I, um, I have been wearing this outfit for a while. It's comfortable, I like it. Um, I do comedy, I'm unemployed. I don't understand how credit works, so hey, I'm single, what's up? <laughs> but I don't date comedians, because one of us has to get a place <laughs> so I can move in. Because we ain't moving in nowhere but my car. Um, and there's only room for me and my dogs. So what else do I want to tell you? Okay, yeah, so I do have a car. Um, I paid $250 for it, don't want to brag. The tires are bald, and only two of the passenger doors open. However, it's really fucking cool because I have a friend who is a mechanic and he does shit out of his garage for me, so it's really cheap so I can continue to live like a low life um, in style. So I go there and like I'm I have a lot I'm really extroverted, but I have a lot of social anxiety and so I always try to like fill the airwaves with bullshit that ends up just making people more uncomfortable, but that's what I do. And so I'm at my friend's house and it's normally him and he's got this other dude there and he's not friendly. He's not thinking I'm funny. It's really becoming overwhelming for me. So I just start like grasping at the environment for something to tell him what to do. And he like wheels over this little squeaky thing. It's like a cart with tools on it. You guys know what the fuck I'm talking about? What I'm talking about, right? You're with me. So it squeaks over and I'm like, hey, uh, when you're done doing what you're doing, you should put some WD-40 on those wheels. Clear that squeak right up. And he looked at me like I was some kind of idiot. I was like, uh, WD-40 is actually a degreaser not a lubricant. I was like, <laughs> okay. I've been masturbating with it for years. <laughs> I know for a fact that it's a lubricant. But thanks for the hot tip. Um, so yeah, I'm 32. Thank you. <laughs> I'm 32, I have never been married, no children. I have a younger sister who graduated college. She's got like a good job. She lives in a nice apartment in Seattle like got her shit together it's cool I love to visit her this place is really comfortable <laughs> um, but she's always trying to give me advice and it's just like we're different get over it so she like comes over to my house and <sighs> I just moved in this place and I'm like unpacking shit and she comes into my room and she's like do you seriously have a twin bed I was like yeah so what <coughs> I'm moving into a garage yes I have a twin bed she's like you're th over 30 you bring dudes back here I'm like what <laughs> like Sometimes. <laughs> she's like, you seriously are bringing over 30-year-olds to a twin bed? I'm like, yeah. She's like, don't you think you're giving them like a weird message? Like, this is a mixed signal? I'm like, no. What's more clear <laughs> than a twin bed saying, I am down to fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I'm down to screw. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about the radio. I am not down to sleep over. There's a big difference. I fucked up that joke. I'm sorry. I messed up that joke. I can't not swear. Holy crap. <laughs> um... 
Okay, so I feel like you guys have gotten to know me a little bit. I'm gonna leave you with one last little. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Venmo me. <laughs> Venmo me money, that's how I like love. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so one last thing uh, before I go, I'm just gonna share like a little story about myself. I, I've had a lot of failed romantic relationships, which I'm sure is shocking to all of you. I just seem perfect, <laughs> like a pillar of stability. Um, but yeah, so I've had all these whatever messed up relationships, but I had this one relationship that was um, particularly volatile with this one person, and we'd play this game that I call dysfunctional ping pong. Some of you may be familiar. I don't know, you guys look happy, maybe you don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's a game where one person says something, you guys seem cute too, you don't know what I'm talking about. One person says something mean, the other person says something mean, and you like go back and forth. Anyone? Oh, everyone's here perfect? Oh, cool, no one's, no one's been mean? Okay, cool, well, I was playing this game. I said something mean, he said something mean, I said something mean too, and then he says to me, you know what, Amanda? I wish that when you were younger, someone would have thrown acid in your face <laughs> so that you could have developed a personality. Whoa, sick burn, right? <laughs> to which I replied, are you saying I'm like really pretty? <laughs> oh my God, thank you. Thank you guys, I'm Amanda Biddle. Yay! Normally I wouldn't do this, but follow me on Instagram or Twitter. My name is my name, so thank you. Thank give it up for Pam, give it up for all the comedians. Venmo, Mutiny Radio, Yay! and me. <laughs> Amanda Biddle, definitely Venmo her. That was lovely. That's so great. Yeah, I want people to throw acid in my face too, but it's a different kind of acid. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, please. Throw acid in my face. I like that. And I will probably like you more once I'm on said acid. I don't know. Drugs are cool. Drugs aren't cool. Drugs are cool. Here's the thing. You can microdose ketamine but you can't microdose cocaine. You can only macrodose cocaine. That's just the way it works. It's a macrodosable drug. Your next comedian, who what a what a wonderful human being he is. He has actually saved my life once. I was um, too many of the moon rocks. Um, all the millennial kids, they do the XY2 KDB. I don't know, there's all these letters and numbers, they stick together. And I'm like, I'm just gonna take a fingernail scraping off of this, put it in my mouth. I was like, this is too small to snort, I'll just put it in my mouth. And then I'm like laying around on the ground. They're like, who is that old lady laying on the ground, rolling around? And they're like, we should call an ambulance. And Hunter was like, no, I'm gonna take her home. She's fine, she's just really high. So he <laughs> saved my life, huntersavemylife.com. Put your hands together for your next comedian, Hunter Uniac, yay! No, don't do that. She's an amazing person. Keep it going for Pam Benjamin, everybody. Yes. We're only allowed one F word, right, Pam? Any at all? Goodbye. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Hi, I'm Hunter Unique. Did you guys have a good Thanksgiving? Nice, nice. I almost said F, yeah. That's crazy. No, I, I, I realize I'm a horrible son on Thanksgiving because my Christmas present to my parents was Thanksgiving dinner. See, one person laughed. The rest of you are horrible f people. You are. That's like if it, that's like if I gave you your birthday present on July 1st and, uh, 1st and said it's also your Christmas present. Like, how, that doesn't make any sense at all. 
What's going on? It's weird. I don't know. My girlfriend broke up with me recently. That kind of sucks. It wasn't recently. She broke up with me like three years ago, but I'm still saying it's a joke because it hurts me inside, but it's still funny. But she broke up with me recently. Um, uh, I didn't know why she broke up with me. I, I treated her like a goddess. I'm an atheist. I never believed in her. It's fun. I, I, when, I found, when I met her first, I found she's a raver. Because the first time we had sex, we used a glow stick condom. We broke it before we used it. But before I met this girl, I was only sleeping with single mothers. Happened on accident. But you know what's the best part about sleeping with single moms? The snacks. The snacks. They're amazing. One time this woman, she gave me a fruit by the foot right after. And I had to split it with her because it was the only way she was going to get six inches that night. Yeah, you stopped clapping after I finished that joke. <laughs> hey, do you guys think Hulk Hogan looks like Thor if he was on bath salts? Yeah, cool. That's not really a joke. I just like saying because that tells me who's the cool people and the weirdos from the audience. You know? Fun. A little bit about me. Um, uh, my dad's a current tweaker. My mom's a former coke addict. And I'm a raging alcoholic, which means my parents have to be proud of me. Why are you applauding for my childhood trauma? Why? I, like, please do. It's the only reason I'm funny and I have a personality. Nobody need to throw a bat of acid in my face for that. <laughs> I just grew a beard instead. I don't know. That's weird. I, um, but yeah, I'm half white and half Filipino. Yeah, which means I'm 100% white at heart and 100% Filipino on paper, you know, for college reasons. Did they work? No, that's why I'm doing stand-up right now. <laughs> I guess the point is, I'm so white, I leave Yelp reviews for my drug dealers. <laughs> I'm so white, if I was a pimp, all my bitches would have dental. Oop. Oh, I can't? <laughs> Bitch, yes. That's going to be my new left word, people. I bitch with you guys. <laughs> I'm so white, my favorite rapper was the singer from Linkin Park. That one's not a joke. <laughs> I wrote that before he died. You know how bad I felt after? I didn't feel bad at all. I'm so white, I discovered most death from the cameo he had on House. <laughs> yeah, the whitest lady in the room was the only one who laughed at that. That's how white I am. Horatio, <laughs> I bitch with you. We're having fun, guys. We're having fun, guys. Uh, you guys like drinking? Yeah, a little fun fact about drinking. Up until the year 1820, the only way you could have clean drinking water was if alcohol was in it. Yeah, that's how they sterilized it. You already know. I can tell you're slouched down on your chair right now. Yep. Dude, you fucking, you know my joke. All right, just listen to this. I never met this guy in my life. You never met this guy in my life, and he's already stealing my punchlines. I bitch and hate you right now. Part of the game, well actually no, like I, I, I don't, bitch you, I have nothing to say. <laughs> Let me say my joke guys, stop bullying me. This is on the radio, my mom listens to the radio, stop making fun of me in front of my mom people. <laughs> what? That's right. <laughs> what the bitch was I saying? Oh. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, you know that story with the uh, Jesus fed three people with three, uh, like uh, five thousand people with three fish. Story you're talking about, sir. Yeah, do you know what happened next to? It's also in the Bible. It happened next to a river. That means everybody in the Bible is too drunk to know where fish come from. <laughs> Jesus says, take my hand, I shall guide you in the promised land. That's him trying to get his drunk-ass apostle friends home at 4 in the morning. <laughs> you know, after the bars all closed in Biblical Bethlehem. I see him pacing up, but now the streets of Biblical Bethlehem is going, Judas! Judas! Jesus, bitch in Christ. <laughs> I swear to God, you're going to be the death of me one of these days. I like how you guys are. Oh, you already stole the fucking joke. I'm sorry. Yeah. You already stole the joke. Everybody knows it's going to happen. Why are you even laughing? It's like, I don't know. We're sad? That's not how laughter works. Actually, you're a comic. That is how laughter works. You know what? I was going to say another joke, but you said good job. I'm going to end it on that. Yay me. Give him a Pam, everybody. Yay, Hunter Uniac! Yay! Yay. That was exciting. He was talking about God. I used to be a cheerleader for God. There is only one God, and he is the sun God. Ra! 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 It's God, right? Like, that's the... Is that how that works? All right, you're next comedian how much fun is this gonna be she's amazing she has a show here on tuesdays from four to six called always free she's a rainbow family anyone in the rainbow family yes yes always free i know it's well it's not it's not a cult it's just a it's just a bunch of people that like to like feed each other and take care of each other and the Rainbow Family's gorgeous. They just smell a little weird. Like, get over it. Put your hands together, everybody, for your next comedian, Rachel Pinson. Yay! It's really nice hearing somebody else try to convince me I'm not in a cult this time. <laughs> I'm going to take this thing that I've been breathing in all day and put it over this mic for everyone's safety. I hope you don't mind. Yes, I'm Rachel Pinson, and I don't know if you guys recognize me, but it's true. I was the person taking a piss in the alley right before the show. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Are you next? Is that what she's saying? Oh, I thought Mauricio was next. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was going to, I had this whole thing ready about how I'm glad my arch nemesis was here. And how we're immortal enemies, like it's past mortal enemies, it's like we're immortal enemies. Like every lifetime we come back and we're mortal enemies again, over and over again. Anyway, that's Mauricio. <laughs> Good talk, Mauricio. <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about the lines of consent and like how guys think it's so muddled and hard to find, but like... If a girl wants to have sex with you, you will know. <laughs> like, you will definitely know. It's been premeditated from the day she met you. She already had, she like, you're, she's on the phone with you, you know? She's like, why weren't you here yesterday? What, you live in San Francisco? 
Like I live in Kentucky. All you have to do is hop on the bus. Say you're going to San Rafael. Then it's only fourteen dollars. The driver switch. You get to save six bucks, man. Like I just shaved. I have like four more hours of being soft. <laughs> all right. I just re-upped my Valtrex. Why weren't you here yesterday? That's all I'm saying. Like you will know when a girl wants it. Like she will. <laughs> it's very clear. I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway. I used to date a bunch of losers to try to disappoint my parents, but then I realized that I am a strong, independent disappointment to my parents. I don't need a man to help me with that. (laughs) I'm a feminist (laughs) or something. (laughs) Me and my boyfriend quit drinking together, so now I just drink alone. Which is probably why I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> All right, cool. That was for Ernest. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Okay, you were. She was like, <laughs> she was talking about. I'm just going off script. She was like, oh yeah, they're great, but they're kind of stinky. So like, I I work this job, right? I had two uh, options of employment. One was to be a bar back, and one was to work in the cannabis industry. So I went with the cannabis industry, and then all the bars closed, so I think that I picked the right one, but uh, I had a bunch of friends come in, and they were like, oh yeah, your friends are really great, but they like smell really bad, and they're kind of weird, and I'm like, my people! (laughs) And I offered them like a shower at my house before work, but I don't know if you know this, but like, whenever someone who hasn't showered in a long time, like a hippie takes a shower, they don't smell clean, they just smell like wet hippie. It doesn't really help, but we're trying. We're trying to do this. What's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> you guys being COVID safe and socially distant? At the beginning of COVID, everyone's like, hey, man, stock up on toilet paper because toilet paper's flying off the shelves. Like, you need more toilet paper. Get more toilet paper. And it was all gone. And I got a bunch of toilet paper, but nobody prepared me for how quickly I was going to go through batteries, you know, because I'm lonely. (laughs) Back order on Amazon, it's rough, man. I say, let's all, are you guys ready? I I pulled us together for a meeting. I think we should go looting. I think we should loot CVS and put toilet paper back on the shelves, man. Like, let's do it. Give the people, give the people what they need. If you want to stop gang violence, take away their badges. <laughs> That's not a joke. I just wanted to say that. Why are you guys here? <laughs> yeah. Defund their badges. Yeah. Speaking of defunding, I was thinking about Planned Parenthood. I was, <laughs> I was on this uh, radio show with someone who was like this super pro-life uh, atheist animal activist person who's just like, oh, killing babies is murder. She's so anti Planned Parenthood. And I'm like, dude, thanks to Planned Parenthood, I'll never have to have an abortion. You know, like, that's just like, anyway, I got one minute left. My soapbox. <laughs> what can I leave you guys on that's clean? <laughs> we talked about sex. Sex is clean, right? If you're doing right or something. Um, I don't know. What was that? <laughs> yeah, wash, unless this is the wet hippie. <laughs> <So> <laughs> oh, man. 
I'm a hippie, but I'm really bad at it. Like, I really love taking showers and eating meat. <laughs> and I don't think that shoving a crystal in my body is going to cure my yeast infection. Like, no matter how many times I try. There's no science behind that, you know? Like, I just kind of fell into the lifestyle, you know? Like, the free love. <laughs> like, actually, I don't want to hug you. <laughs> the, like, traveling for free. Like, did you know that people will just, when you're a 20-something young hippie, they'll just give you drugs and travel you around for free in their vans? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> like, the wondering, like, was I really in an open relationship, or did I just get tricked into joining some kind of weird, um, like, sex cult? <laughs> Again. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, STD. All right. <laughs> Pam Benjamin. Yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, well, you ain't got no shoes. <laughs> like, that's... Does everybody remember our good friend, George W. Bush? Like, yeah. He said that once. I love the George W. Bush quote. Um, I think he said, um, hey, uh, you know, a lot of people say that uh, the presidential library is pretty big for one copy of Good Night Moon. <laughs> right? I got to get back to Crawford, Texas. Ah, where Laura's making taquitos. That's Mexican for little tacos. <laughs> Your next comedian is my second favorite Mexican in San Francisco. He is an amazing human being. He's super hilarious. He runs FDAL, few drinks and a laugh. He's super funny. He has shows coming up all over the Bay Area. Put your hands together right now for Mauricio. Yay! Well, this is my time, goddammit. Yeah, I don't know who you are. You look like an undercover cop with a mask, goddammit, you know? Damn. I was like, this guy looks like a black man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, my name is Mauricio, and my comedy sucks. My name is Josh Kahn, part two, man. That's what <laughs> I like to do, man. That's what we do, yeah. Uh, I heard over. I heard earlier that someone said, like, they don't want people to die. I want you to die. I'm half indigenous. I have yet to meet a black person and a Mexican with COVID. I only meet white people with COVID. Is that fair, man? And I'm glad that you're dying. I really am. I want you to fucking die. I'm half indigenous. Oh, one, right? Last one, last one. All right, sorry. Damn, I'm getting passionate because uh, you guys got to celebrate Thanksgiving, or as I call it, thank you for taking my land, right? I'm half indigenous. I represent a tribe called Zapotec and Mistec. So we hate all of you. Every day I'm on this mic, every day I'm out there with a pistol, I want revenge. Like every day. Like right now, if you're not dying from COVID, I want to give you blankets with smallpox and maybe a little AIDS. You know, that's my, that's my jam, you know? I want revenge. I want revenge so bad. I am the only Mexican on this damn, on this damn mic, and there ain't no other. You know, like, God damn it. I'm the only one representing the mission right now, or as we call it, La Mission, you know? Yeah. But then, uh, uh, so we don't get Karen, I'm going to say the mission, right? You know? One thing I like to talk about being indigenous, man. I call it Indigenous Day Part 2. One thing that sucks about last night is, like, I wish to be thankful I need to rip the heart out of a virgin. That's it, man. I couldn't do it because everyone in Oakland who claims to be hard said that's illegal. You know? <laughs> I don't get it, man. I was like, what is this, you know? Everyone is scared, man. One thing that sucks is, like, I don't respect any of you. I hate Americans. I really do. I'm from Mexico, Mexicali, the real California. Have you guys heard of this? Before conquistadors raped us? Damn. 
It was beautiful, man. Mexicali is the real ghetto. I don't know about your guys' ghetto, right? It's the real ghetto. Mexicali, Mexico is so tough. That the minute my, uh, I got bit by a dog and hit with a stick, and after my father put the stick down, he abandoned me. I was like, no, I can change, man. Just give me a chance. I will grow, you know. I will grow. One thing that really sucks about Mexicali, Mexico, is that everybody in Mexicali, Mexico is hot and down to sleep with each other. Damn. Yeah, you guys have a weird thing called dating, right? I don't, I don't understand this. In Mexicali, Mexico, a woman just grabs you to have sex with you and have 30 kids, and we build an empire, you know? <laughs> No dinner, too, man. I don't got to pay for anything, right? And I like when my friends are like, why is it so tough then, man? If everyone is hot and down to sleep with each other, why is it so tough for me? So I was like, because I want to sleep with 95% of my cousins. <laughs> and I have a chance because they get impressed when I bring a U.S. $20 bill. Dang, man. The family reunion is awkward, you know? Yeah. I remember I used to love to kiss my aunt on the lips, man. That was awesome. And we're like, yeah, I guess it's for New Year's, you know? Yeah. And then jacked off, you know? Like, whatever, you know? God damn it. I still love her. Tia Lupe, forever. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember when she rubbed, like, Vicks on my chest, man. That was intimate, you know? Yeah. But I'm half indigenous, man. I also hate Mexicans. Is that weird to say? There's two types of people in Mexico. We have white people, too, man. We call them Jalisco, and they root for Chivas, and we hate them every day. I'm indigenous, so we hate the people that are trying to kill us every day. The one thing that sucks about Thanksgiving and Indigenous Day is I wish that white people would let me celebrate the way I want to celebrate, you know? You know what I mean? Like, I want to get in the backyard of a white tech couple, right? And I start sending smoke signals to my friend Little John, right? You know? Yeah, and then we start showing up with paint on our face, right? And I would love it if the white couple's like, calls the cops, like, hey, there's these weird brown people with, like, paint all over the face, and they keep doing smoke signals, and they're eating weird bread. Can you kick them off our lawn, you know? And I would love it if the cops, like, hey, it's Indigenous Day. It's just for one day. Let it be, right? He's like, go out there and actually eat bread with them, and then you're going to learn something new because white people are culturally stupid, you know, right? So I would love it. They're like, what? You gotta be kidding me. You're not gonna kick them out. I'm like, go out there, learn something. I would love it if they're out there, like, all right, man, I was wrong. These are nice people. One day, let's eat this cornbread. This is good. And I would love it if the sea of people just broke up, right? And then in the midst of that darkness, you see me covered in blood, right? And I ripped the heart out of a virgin and I put it up to the sun. And I'm like, Nasa, man, Nasa, man, Nasa, man. Yeah, just so corn can grow tomorrow, you know, right? <laughs> and I would love it to that same white guy's like, they just ripped the heart out of a virgin. Kick them out now, <laughs> right? And the cop's like, was she white? No, she was brown. It's Indigenous Day. <laughs> All right, my name's uh, Josh Khan. Thank you. Mauricio! Find him on Facebook. He's under Mauricio Cadazzo, which I think it has to do with cheese. His jokes are not cheesy. They're delicious and amazing. Your next comedian. Oh, I'm so excited for him. Uh, he, uh, he's recently come into my life, and every moment has been joy and beauty and light. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Happy Friday! Oh my god, I feel like there's so many faces I don't know here. 
Um, which is great. So let me start out with a fun fact about myself. My name is Peter, and I am saving myself for marriage. Yeah, good Christian man here. Um, you know, I'm just saving all my love for the right woman. And uh, in the meantime, I've let about 200 dudes plow me from behind. Yes, I am super gay, in case that was not clear to anyone here. Uh. Yeah, I am gay. I get hit on a lot by older men. Not like your nice George Clooney Silver Fox type, no. Instead, imagine if Fisherman's Wharf were a person. Just smells like seawater and in and out and shame. There's a prison in the background you would rather be at. I'm talking like some fairy of a geriatric who's going to ask me on a fanciful date. <laughs> Do you want to get mint juleps or chaperone a band trip? Like, no, dude. I don't want to take a lavender bath and listen to Careless Whisper, okay? Uh, Thanksgiving brings out the worst in everyone, right? <laughs> the people who piss me off the most on Thanksgiving are the ones who are like... I don't need one day to be thankful because I express gratitude every single day. You know, you know. It's like, we get it. Your shitty little Etsy shop is about to go out of business. I will give you a pity like for a charm bracelet if we can just move on. Uh, I, I didn't eat turkey yesterday. I actually had pot pie. Yeah, I was like, you know, good hearty meal. Like, doesn't need to be turkey. Something else, something different. Uh, didn't realize I was eating a pot pie. So, uh, yeah, I got high out of my mind. I was like, where am I on the space-time continuum? Uh, yeah, so I got high. I watched gay porn, did a little... Uh, uh, uh. Um... <laughs> Lot to be thankful for on that special day. Uh, oh, where did I want to go? Um, I, I've been a little stressed with work lately, but, you know, I'm trying to rise above the hardship and uh, really create a morning mindfulness routine for myself. So, uh, you know, I wake up and I, I uh, look in the mirror and I take a deep breath in. And then I sing the chorus from Christina Aguilera's Fighter. Like, makes me that much stronger, makes me work a little bit harder, makes me that much wiser, thanks for making me fighter. Oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Donate to Mutiny Radio so I can continue doing those musical stylings. Um, but yeah, no, I sing fighter, and that's like what gets me pumped up, you know? That's when I'm like, <laughs> like I'm going to solve an equation. Also, a little behind the scenes on that uh, bit, my neighbor can't stand me because I keep trying to butcher those vocals, okay? 
I learned the hard way that he does not appreciate my musical talent. We had a rather awkward conversation about it. He's like, yeah, bro, can you not sing Fighter at 11.30 at night? I'm like, sorry, I have the Sunday scaries. <laughs> oh, my God. But you know what? Hell hath no fury like a gay man singing Fighter. So... Uh, yeah, I think that's where I'm going to end it tonight. Thank you, everyone. I'm Peter Schreckmeyer. You're amazing. Peter Schreckmeyer, everyone. Yes! Yes. Today, I look like I'm dressed as a rich person, and it's just costuming. This is all. Everyone's giving me all. That was an amazing set, Peter. Yay! Your next comedian, wow, he, he, I love him so much, I've known him for years, and he's a wonderful human being, and you're going to love his jokes right now, put your hands together for Mike Bonds, yay! Yeah. Are we going to raw dog this microphone, Pam, or what? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Take your mask and go, oh, like, okay. go like that and oh, okay. put it over that way, like that, there you go. I need to stop hanging out with so many white people, y'all. I'm just, I'm just saying, this shit is crazy. <laughs> Did y'all have fun yesterday on Thanksgiving? Yeah, I know, right? We all had a good time, man. I went over to my Mexican partner's house yesterday, man. It was fun. You know, it was great. But he asked me to bring a turkey through. So, you know, I never cooked a turkey before, so I had to smack it, flip it, and rub it down. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was one of those things yesterday. It got it got a little nasty with the turkey yesterday. That's all I'm saying. But it tasted good, though. Tasted good. He called me today. They still over there partying. So after this, if y'all want to go to a Thanksgiving after party, let me know. It's going down. <laughs> I'm going to get right into it. I realize I got a big-ass head. Clap it up if you got a big-ass head. Come on. I see some big heads in the crowd, brother. Come on now. Clap your hands, brother. <laughs> Clap your hands. You know what I'm saying? It ain't easy having this big-ass head. I'm just, I need to find my big head people. That's all I'm saying, man. You know, big head people, we always want to sit in the front row, don't we? Like this brother right here, always, you know, you know she can't see behind you, brother. You know that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know she can't see behind you, man. You know, <laughs> I went to go buy a hat the other day, and, you know, and the dude at the hat shop was like, hey, brother, it's going to be 8 to 12 weeks before we get your size in. <laughs> you got a big-ass head. That's all I'm telling you. You got a big-ass head. <laughs> and it's cold, too, because... I had to have that conversation with my son, you know, hey, this is how you deal with the police, and son, you got a big-ass head, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, this is, this is some real stuff we got to talk about, you know, you know, I looked at his mama the other day, and I was like, wow, I see where he get it from, he, <laughs> he get it from my side of the family, you know, <laughs> y'all enjoying this COVID thing, man, I know y'all enjoying this COVID, I know, I know nobody's enjoying it, I know, I, f I picked up a few, a few bad, uh, a few bad habits for COVID, you know, I realize I like food porn. Clap it up if you like food porn. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? You know, I feel like I sneak away at night to watch a good enchilada being made. You know what I'm saying? It's getting crazy, you know? Mac and cheese, oh my goodness. Oh, I'm, I'm gone for about 20 minutes on that one. I'm gone for about 20 minutes. And they got the nerve to melt the cheese all slow and everything. You know what I'm talking about? You know, I'm not crazy nothing like that, but after I got done jacking off, I was like, this is it, this is it. I'm not jacking off the food porn no more. This is it. <laughs> One thing I miss about the COVID is buffets, you know, big man like myself, we love buffets, you know, you love buffets, you know, real talk, man, 
I was in a buffet before the COVID ended, man. There was a kid running around the buffet. Hey, fat man, hurry up, man. I said, why don't we get the kid? I will slap a kid in a buffet. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> get your ass. <laughs> you know? And he's taunting me and everything. Hey, fat man, hurry up, man. Hey, somebody better get this kid. Then the kid took a piece of chicken and put it in a little fudge fountain and he threw it at me. It's like, somebody better get this little kid. I messed around and tried it, and it turns out it was pretty good. So y'all go ahead and try that chocolate chicken. You know what I'm saying? Tell him this little badass kid gave you the, <laughs> gave you the core, you know what I'm saying? Little badass kid, you know? But damn it, if chocolate chicken ain't good, <laughs> shoot, man. <laughs> you know, we got any married people out here clapping up if you're married, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, you can't argue with your wife anyway, man. You can't, brother, you can't. I went out and got a book on how to argue with my wife. First page, it said, shut up. That was the whole book. Just shut up. Second chapter, shut up. <laughs> you know, you can't do that argument stuff, man. You got to watch it, you know. You got to watch it. I know, it's crazy these days. Anybody got any tattoos? Clap it up if you got tattoos. Most people out here should have tattoos, you know. I feel like I need to bless this body with a tattoo. You know, I haven't put a tattoo on myself yet. And everybody's going out and getting all these monumental tattoos, their kids' birthdays, their grandmothers' names, pictures on their cells and everything. And then there's these people who get Asian writing on their arm. Like, what's that for? You know what I'm saying? I got a buddy that got Asian writing on his arm. He's your faith, light, moon, sun. I said, you sure? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> you positive? Well, I want to get some Asian writing on my arm. I wanted to say chow mein, two egg rolls, general chicken, and fried rice. You know what I'm saying? Because when I go to an Asian restaurant, I'll be like, hey, my order's right here. Don't mess it up. It's right here. You see that? I did it for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't mess up my order because they always get it wrong, right? <laughs> it was right here. It's here. <laughs> it's here. Oh, my goodness. Anybody seeing a therapist? We got any therapists in the house, man? I know, right? You're a little crazy. I know. You got crazy eyes. I know. You know. <laughs> I'm seeing a therapist, and my therapist, she's really, really nice. She's been really good to me, but she always wants me to open up in ways that I feel weird, you know. So I went in the other day, and she was like, Mike, I want you to open up today. I want you to tell me what's going on. This is your therapy. I, I, I know. I said, you sure you want me to tell you what's going on? She said, no, I really want to know. I said, you sure? She said, I'm your therapist. I said, well, do you think it's okay to jack off to my therapist? <laughs> so I got a new therapist, and he's really great. He's good with me. He's been on, on point. Hey, you guys, I'm Mike Bonds. That's been my time. Mike Bonds, everyone. Hilarious individual, yes. Talking about therapists. I had a dream last night that Bjork was my therapist. And I looked up at her, and I was like, why is my mom not proud of me? And she looked down, and she said, your uterus is made of clouds. And the powder bear only stops in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. And I was like, oh, Bjork, you told me nothing. You're next comedian. Of <laughs> I know. No one knows who Bjork is anyway, so it's fine. It's like it's a moot joke. And then moot, is that a word? Do we know how to read? Cool. I'm a witch. I know how to read. So is your next comedian. He's a warlock. You're going to love him. He has gorgeous, amazing hair and very, very funny jokes. Put your hands together for Ernest Evangelista. Yay! Hey, guys. How you guys doing? I should take this mask off. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? 
Did you guys go Black Friday shopping? I didn't either. I did my Black Friday shopping during the riots. <laughs> like my outfit. These are new shoes. <laughs> cool. How was your COVID? Did you guys find any new hobbies? Uh, I've been ha I've been uh I've been riding now. That's my new hobby. Uh, I've been writing uh, gay fan fiction. Also, I am a 9-11 conspiracy theorist. So, I decided to combine the two. <laughs> How, you may ask? Imagine if all 19 hijackers were gay. How romantic would that be, right? <laughs> you know? They're in the cockpit. It's real sweaty. It's real hot. He knows he's going to kill himself for Allah. But then he looks at this bearded gentleman. He's like, I don't want to suck your dick right now. I want you to shove that Twin Tower penis into my bloody Pentagon. It's right. You should buy my Amazon book. I'm <laughs> please really good cool guys I don't know where to go who here took a COVID test I took a COVID test I test positive for cocaine I like wearing mask because you can't tell how much cocaine is in my nose um no you guys you guys ever got in trouble for doing cocaine you guys ever, uh, you were outside, maybe Asiento, and then a uh, security guard came out to you and was like, hey, man, stop doing that cocaine. And I was like, hey, man, shut the fuck up. I'm sorry. Hey, man, please shut your mouth. I'm doing cocaine. You sound like a cop. Hey, man, prove to me you're not a cop by doing this cocaine. Turns out he was a cop. And then I got arrested for cocaine possession. You guys ever got arrested for cocaine possession before? And then you have to go to court. But then you're doing cocaine the other night. And you're like, hey, man, I'm out of cocaine right now. I got to go to court. I need to wake up. I should probably take this acid. And then you go to court tripping balls on acid. You ever did that? And you look the judge in the eye while your eyes twitching. And you say, please don't hurt me, daddy. And he's like, fuck fudge you 30 days and then you go to jail for 30 days you guys ever been to jail for 30 days okay I miss jail <laughs> I miss it I learned a lot about myself in jail in jail I learned my worth as a man in jail I'm about worth two packs of cigarettes a pair of honey buns. That's my name in jail, honey buns, for some reason. <laughs> Mainly because I used to boof. You know what boofing is? Okay, I'll tell you about it later. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. What's the worst part of a threesome? 
sharing the condom. What's the best part of a threesome? Getting pegged. You don't like butt stuff. You ever shove things that vibrate up your butt? You ever shove the iPhone 11 up your butt? And try to get your friends to FaceTime you? My number's current, uh, my phone's currently up my butt right now. Can someone call me? And honestly, that's why I was really popular in jail, because I got to sneak phones up my butt. All right, guys, have a good night. Ernest Evangelista, honey buns, as he's known in jail. That's good. I've been in jail. Yeah. I speak a little Spanish. I have one joke in Spanish. Que pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones todos vienen. Does anyone speak Spanish? See, I, I had to explain a joke, but it's it's to come... But it's a, it's a double entendre in Espanol. Yay, yay. That's a... I have two master's degrees. All right, that's why I hang out on the street corner and say things into a microphone. Your next comedian, she is an amazing human being. She's been in bands. Go uh, look up, if you're on Spotify, look up the band Bed, B-E-D, period, they're from Portland, and it's they're amazing. They're like shoegazer, gorgeous wonderment. And she's going to tell you jokes right now. Put your hands together for Sierra Hager. Yay! Ow! You got your own condom now? Stop yelling at me. I know what you guys are thinking. Teenage Mutant Barbara Streisand. <laughs> yeah, I'm a musician. I'm going to sing some songs for you guys tonight, just like Josh Kahn. Um, here's another one. It's uh, This is just like more autobiographical, I guess. Um, goes, I got sunburned on a cloudy day. <laughs> White girl, white girl, ha ha, ha ha. It's a song I wrote about living in San Francisco. It goes, uh, upstairs neighbors vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time, vacuum all the time. I'm learning German. We got this little like German program. Um, and this is the conversation they teach you. It's like the first thing, and this is if you, if you don't speak German and you're going to Germany and you just need to find someone who speaks English because it's like an emergency. So here's the conversation you go. Uh, okay, so here we go. Entschuldigen Sie, verstehen Sie English? Nein, ich verstehe kein English. Verstehen Sie Deutsch? speaker. Nine. Ha 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 This is, uh, I had the worst day of my life recently. 
Um, this year, my grandma died in my arms, and also I got divorced. Uh, and this worst day of my life that happened really recently doesn't have anything to do with either of those things. <laughs> That's how bad this day. I know. I know. So, okay, so, so this story has a backstory. Uh, when I was 19 years old, I had the most beautiful, like, magical sexual experience with a man. Insane. <laughs> Insane. I'll let you guys laugh about that all night long. Let's just keep it going. Okay. Um, it was it was this boy, and his name was his name is Dylan Blackman. Interestingly, a white man, as he will. And he was so beautiful. That's his real name. I would never make that up. That's insane. Um, he was so beautiful. He I just I remember about him. He had these two pharaoh tattoos on the inside of his shoulders. And he had like he was just like really um just like he didn't break tension with laughter. You know what I mean? He he was just so sincere and he just looked into my soul and he made me feel so beautiful and so seen. And I was 19, so like that had for sure that was it was like another decade before that would even come close to happening again, right? <laughs> um and so we had this one magical night and the next day he got on a plane and moved away to New York City for art school cuz that's that's where boys like that go is art school. I wish I had known. I would have practiced anything. Um at all. And so, okay, so, uh, and then, like, like 11 years passes. I, like, I got married. I moved to Portland. I had a kid. I got divorced. I moved back to San Francisco. COVID. Grandma dies, right? All that. You guys remember. You remember my life. My <laughs> whole life. That's my whole life. Uh, and I had this weird dream about him when I moved back to the Bay Area. It was just, like, super out of the blue. I hadn't thought about him in years. I had a weird dream about him. Uh, and then, this one morning, I was, like, driving to the park. It was, like, pretty peak COVID here, right? Driving to the park, that's like the only place to go. And I get out of my car and he's right there. Sitting in the sunshine with a German Shepherd puppy in his, that's a racist dog. But I <laughs> just, I was like, shh, 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 racist dog, it's fine, it's fine, it's, it's Dylan, he's there, there he is. And my first thought, my first thought was like, like, I can do this. Like, I am, I'm like, I am so, I have my shit so much more together. I'm lying to myself in this moment. But I was like, but like I can, I can, I'm a publicist. I can talk to this fucking boy. Sorry, Pam. Uh, I was like, I'm like, I'm going to do this. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. Uh, so I start walking toward him and I, and I make eye contact and I give him this look that's like, hey, I know who you are, right? And then he looks back at me with this look that says like, you're a stranger I've never seen in my life. You know what I mean? And so then I said something really helpful to like get his memory going, apparently. And I, I'm like, I'm like, you're Dylan. Like he knew who he was, right? <laughs> <laughs> he knew who he was. That wasn't helpful. I'm like, you're Dylan. And then he looks at me and he goes, Oh, hi. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, and and remember, divorce, grandma dying. Remember that all that <laughs> stuff. COVID, COVID. And then he goes, he goes, how are you doing? And, and like, as soon as he started talking to me, my whole body started convulsing, like, like middle school, first time talking to your crush, like physically shaking. I like lost my absolute shit. So I'm super, super, super nervous. And he's like, so how are you doing? And like, the only thing that I could come up, I was just like, 
so good. I'm doing sick so. Literally, the entire world is in lockdown. Everyone's like throwing themselves off of bridges. I'm like, I'm great. It's really good to see y'all. Right? Super good. I have like a uh, like a wedding like a like a wedding ring imprint band, but no wedding ring. You know, I'm like, I'm like so good. Um, and. And then, like, I kind of black out at that point, right? Like, I don't really know what we were talking about for a few minutes. But when I came to, I was saying these words. Um, you have to excuse me. I'm just a little nervous. It's really blowing my mind. You see, recently, I had a dream about you. <laughs> I said those words to him. I don't have any more jokes, but you guys just have to watch me kneel now. <laughs> so just to recap. <laughs> anyway, I think that's it. I think. You want to take a picture of me on my knees, Pam Benjamin? No, thank you. Absolutely not. That's no. That's crazy. That's crazy. If Pam Benjamin asks you to get on your knees. <laughs> You do it. No, I did it. Okay, we'll do it later. We'll do it later. Yeah, everyone calm down. What's my one-minute joke? I don't have a one-minute joke. I think I'm done. Uh, I'm Sierra Hager. You guys have a really good night. Let's keep it going for Pam Benjamin. Ow, ow, ow. Doesn't she look beautiful? Yay. Sierra Hager, everyone. Yay. This has been our out. Oh, no, Brian Crow. We have one last comedian up tonight. Oh my gosh, he is stellar. <laughs> Do you like wordplay? Are you smart? This is the comedian for you. No, he's a really wonderful human being, and he works at Alameda Comedy Club, which you should check out. They have shows like almost every night of the week, socially distanced, totally amazing. Love him up right now. Everybody, your last comedian of the night, Brian Crow. Yay! I don't know how to use a condom. <coughs> so a friend of mine came up to me and he said, you know, in these trying times, Brian, you should live each day as though it is your last. And I said, nope, I want to live each day as though it is my first. So I sleep most of the time. I never get out of bed. And if I don't have a nipple in my mouth every two hours, I cry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, my name is Brian Crow. And for those of you with dyslexia, that's crying bro. Also known by my Native American Tinder name, Swipes to the Left. <laughs> my blood type is red, my credit score is 720, uh, my pronouns are he, him, my verb is screw, and my adverb is deliciously. <laughs> I was actually thinking about this stuff, so everything is like, pronouns are like really important, and I get it, I mean, I'm, I'm an ally, I support it, it's like, if you want to be called they, them, I'm going to call you they, them. I'm concerned more about what is your verb. Your verb tells me how you're going to behave towards me. I mean, if your verb is dream, great, they, them is a dreamer. If your verb is do, cool, they, them is, is a doer. Um, if your verb is kill, they, them is your list of victims. 
All I'm saying is that if, if the police are trying to identify you, how you identify yourself is out the window. So I was curious about this too. If you're somebody who's transitioning between genders, do you use an indefinite pronoun? Oh yeah, all right. So uh, holiday, thank you very much. You guys, uh, you guys enjoying the holidays? Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I like to go home for the holidays, or as I call it, staying in the will. So I like coming to San Francisco. This is my hometown. I love this place. But I've noticed we have a really weird sort of passive-aggressive relationship going on with the, with the homeless. You know, you go down on a Market Street, there are homeless uh, encampments directly across the street from buildings with signs that say, we work. <laughs> Some fucked up shit. Um, so uh, I am, uh, am pro-gun. I admit it, I'm very pro-gun because I think it's better to have something and not need it than to need something and not have it. And that's the very same reason I'm also pro-abortion. But th I know things are weird with like uh, being outside and doing performances and stuff. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but uh, Live Nation is going to add a question mark to their logo. I have a solution. I do. Think about this, all right? Going out and doing protests, totally okay, right? So here's what we need to do. Have a protest, book really good entertainment, right? Go to BLM at Coachella. I think it'd be perfect. Or uh, let's see, we could have uh, Burning The Man. And you say, did you go to BLM? I went and I saw it was like seeing every color of the rainbow. What, the diversity? No, the drugs, dude. I was tripping balls. <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to close on this little ditty. Um, as a musician, I like to go onto YouTube and look at uh, young kids that sing and play the blues. Fucking amazing. I saw a kid. Oh, I dropped an F-bomb. I'm sorry. Excuse me, neighborhood. I'll end it with a rape joke. No, um, <laughs> I like seeing really talented kids singing the blues. I the other day I saw a five-year-old kid singing the blues. Amazing, right? Except for one thing. What does a five-year-old have to sing the blues about? Right? You listen to BB King sing "The Thrill Is Gone." It makes all the sense in the world. What does a five-year-old have? The internet is down. The internet is down. I ain't got no connection. You know I can't play no Fortnite, but I'm too young to have an erection. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dedicate this one to the ladies. My mama won't nurse me. Gave the nipple to another man. My mama won't nurse me. Gave the nipple to another man. So there won't be number three. Mama, you gotta use plan B. You guys have been fun, Amber Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pam. Drive dangerously, take risks. See ya. Brian Crow, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Uh, we're, uh, I, the only reason we're ending in time is weird tonight is that I'm booked at Milk Bar at 8 o'clock. So, everybody go to Milk Bar. That's a thing. It's like a scene or whatever. 
or or go milk bars at the end of hate right before the thing or go to Stroy Moy's show at Neck of the Woods. That shows at like 9.30. There's a lot of comedy that's socially distanced and awesome here in San Francisco, and you should be doing it. We're out of here now. We're going to pick up all the chairs and be gone. But thank you so much for being here. And uh, Dr. Dre, what a pleasure to see you. Amazing. Can't wait for you to bring a show back here. Bring us good music. I don't know what good music sounds like. I just do jokes. Thanks for bringing in chairs. You guys are all amazing. Yay. Good night. Yay. Give us money in this thing over here. Put money in this jar. And then, uh, yeah. So good to see you. I'm Michael Spiegelman. Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. The best movies that, uh, aren't they? Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tibo of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I do. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your joke, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? 
I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a show and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, tuned every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, Write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders. Look good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. Invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
19 has turned us all into teenagers a little bit. I think we're all going through phases right now. I think, like, we've gone through, like, 11 phases so far. Mask is number 12. Oof. Phase one was uh, don't drink Corona beer. That was part of the first phase we went through. Second phase, spit on a Chinese person. That was just a phase. We got, and then we, we learned we, we learned that's not what you do. Phase three, don't touch your face. Remember? Remember? Yeah, I didn't like, fuck that. I like touching my face. I said the F-bomb. Gosh damn it. Okay. I don't know. Phase three, phase, so phase one, the, the do the thing. Phase two, another thing. Phase three, um, don't go to work. Phase four, don't leave your house. Except for the grocery store every single day, at least twice. Phase five, watch the Tiger Man television show. On the internet television. Watch the Tiger Boy. Wonderful Tiger Boy. And then number stage five, watch the Michael Jordan Has Red Eyes documentary. If you haven't seen it, there's this great documentary about Michael Jordan. It's called Michael Jordan Has Very Red Eyes, the documentary. And it's uh, it's all about him having red eyes now. And, you know, happens to... Not everybody just happens to him, but um, phase uh, six was uh, of the quarantine was uh, uh, pull down a statue. That was phase six. Pull down a statue. We we all wanted to do it at one time or another. Just quit quit pretending you don't want to and go go pull down the Ulysses S. Grant statue in Golden Gate Park. Go do it. Doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Um, Statues are dumb. You know, did you ever read the Bible? The Bible's like, you know, Corinthians chapter 7, verse 2, statues, not stupid. I think that's one of the Ten Commandments. That's number 11. Is statues are gay, actually. That's the Bible, you know, it's like a... No, it's, it's the Bible, you know. It's not like what I'm saying. It's the Bible. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just like quoting the Bible. <laughs> Sorry, Brady. But you know what? You didn't get any tongues. do this later because man these are difficult can somebody open it for me i gotta focus on these jokes i got a i got a non-alcoholic cookie here i need some nutrients hold on one second okay intermission can you hear me now all right cool let's do it <laughs> All right, you guys, welcome. This is Friends of the Pod. In studio with me is uh, Ms. Zima Wyatt. Tell me about yourself. Hey, how you doing? Um, yeah, I'm Zima Wyatt. I was born here in San Francisco. 
in Chinatown. And I live oh. in Oakland now. Oh, wow. Um, but Chinatown, that must have been interesting because uh, the last time I went to Chinatown, um, I don't know if you see it on Facebook or not or whatnot, but um, I went to Speakeasy for one of my friend's birthday. And that's in Chinatown. Ah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was a it was a hell of experience, but I don't know when <laughs> when when you get there, it's like it's wow. Yeah, the yeah. energy, the energy is awesome. It's awesome. I'm sure in 1960, I was probably the only African American born in a Chinese hospital. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, 1960 oh my goodness wow yeah, I know I know I don't look it I know thank you very uh, much no, <laughs> no. <laughs> but remember no, Quinn's my 21. sister so yeah look no, at her ex exactly and, okay <laughs> the queen Quinn Mejia yes <laughs> she yes. <laughs> out floating around in cyberspace somewhere yeah she's she's doing something she's gonna telecommute for now and she she's gonna try and make it later she has she has some stuff to deal with and yeah. i understand that yeah yeah that well, happens sometimes but and the the dynamic oh my goodness <laughs> all right so so tell me how you know uh tell me how you know the queen wow now that's a story and of all stories we've been knowing each other since mm, i think i was in the sixth grade and she was in the eighth grade um, we actually went to the same church. Um, we grew up in East Palo Alto. Yeah, that makes sense. Just yeah, tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. And my mother had so many kids, and I don't mean biological. Um, she adopted anyone and everyone that came along. And Quinn happened to be one of those souls that um, my mother, they just connected. And I actually... Um, Quinn became the daughter that my, that I, I guess, <laughs> was <laughs> the daughter that, the foo-foo shoo-shoo, let me put it in. <laughs> I anyway. totally understand that. <laughs> okay, you know Quinn, okay. I totally so understand the foo -foo that. foo-foo shoo-shoo, yeah, I, I was not, and um, uh, Quinn just, like I said, she came into our life, and my mother just embraced her, and the relationship that the two of them had, like I said, people could come to my mother's house, you know, for dinner, and they wouldn't yeah. know who her biological children were because she had so many people calling her mom. Oh, that's yeah, cool, you yeah. know. And so, so <laughs> Quinn, um, actually, I, it's a story that I don't know if she's ever told you, and I don't know if she wants to tell you. No, but. it's not. I I don't think. Uh, I don't think she opens up about her past like all that often to people like that she just like gotten close to. It's kind of it's kind of tough, but I see mm -hmm. that I see that sort of uh that that evil wall she puts up and she's such a diva. I mean, I love her, <laughs> but like she's such a diva and it comes She with, came like, out baggage. of the womb a diva. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with that. <laughs> but a good I mean, she just had this spirit that um my mother understood her where sometimes your parents may not understand you and it may take someone else's mother or father that can see something through you, you yeah. know, just like 
um, people who work with children, um, they can see something in that child that their parents may not see, and then they can convey that to the parent, just like when kids go to school, and something that the parent's not seeing because the teacher is with them all day long, you know, they see a behavior that isn't normal in the household. So Quinn, which, ha- which is why like they're able to give advice to parents exactly, and stuff like that. Yeah. exactly. And my mother had that type of um, heart. She worked for a mortuary in East Palo Alto, so oh, she was one. always giving to others. Yeah. And so, like I said, she um, took Quinn under her wing. And the funny part of the Quinn and Zima story is. We're only two years apart. But there is a lifetime of experience between you two. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So when we were in high school, um, Quinn was in the 12th grade and I was a freshman. I mean, no, she was in the 11th and I was a freshman. Now, to this day, it's funny. Quinn did not realize how close in age we were. Because she, you know, she was my big sister. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a, a year, a year and some change apart, like it could mean, it could quite literally mean life or death. A decade. Yeah. <laughs> if exactly. you're, you know, it depends. And she had older sisters. I had older brothers. So my growing up was a little different than her growing up. But we were in high school together. I played on the basketball team. I was on the band. And Quinn, I mean, we were out of high school. She's probably just been singing for like 50 years. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I'm at school every day. And one day, I think it was like in 2004, um, we hadn't seen each other for like 20 years. And we finally reconnected. And she said, you know, I never realized you were only two years younger than I am. I said, well, Quinn, I was in high school with you. She said, I just thought you was up in high school hanging out. I said, you thought an eighth grader was hanging out, and you thought Miss Maggie was going to let me hang out in (laughs) high school for two years on the basketball team, on the softball team, in the band. She says, well, it just never registered. I just thought you was hanging out at school. (laughs) And now that's kind of crazy because – like back when you guys were in high school, it was like the, the 70s. seventies, yeah, the and 70s. All, all this stuff's going on, like the Beatles and like oh, Jimi Hendrix yes. is making a splash on the radio. Yeah, there's so much media, but there's a there's a totally different stigma that's going on. And what like what really catches my eye is like you were an athlete and she was you know probably she probably a thespian. Yeah, no, she was the diva. You know, she was into the cosmetics tap. and so cosmetology. So okay. we all went to Quinn to get our hair done. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes yes, sense. Yes, Quinn is a bad mm-hmm. hair stylist. Oh, she's a definitely a bad mama jamma and a. <laughs> dynamite singer so you get all that in one person so she's had this you know she sang with josephine baker at 14 what she never told me that (laughs) i'm sorry sis but yes you know at the circle star theater in redwood city so she's had that fever and she'll she's gonna take it to her grave 
I wanted I want to take a moment. You said Redwood City. You guys grew up in East Palo Alto. Yes, the right. peninsula. Oh my good. The the peninsula itself has like a different energy, but oh, uh, Red Redwood yes. City like the, you could tell the people of Redwood City despite all the stuff that's like mm-hmm. going on, they have mm-hmm. like a sort of like character right yeah right i used to live in a play an area called friendly acres <laughs> <laughs> must have been pretty friendly and it was it was really cool it was like the quietest part of redwood city you know it was a long marsh road okay and, um, that was, yeah it yeah. was just an area with a bunch of duplexes that um were really nice and the people, a lot of us worked for Ray Camp Corporation, yeah. which was just on the other side of Marsh Road. Yeah, it's. I think it's still in there. Menlo Park. It yeah. is. It's called Tyco now. Yeah. Yeah, I worked there for eleven years, um, from nineteen to thirty. Years well, old, well, yeah. Tyco is what I know from like the nineties because I'm, right. I'm an eighties yeah. baby. I was born in eighty-seven. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But I know exactly what you're talking about because you exit Marsh and like on the left is Redwood City, right? On the right is Menlo Park, right? Yeah. And then up, and if you go uh, east, west a little bit, you'll be in Woodside. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the Peninsula, um, but I also love the East Bay, and I miss San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's something there's something about the peninsula. I've I've been in the peninsula pretty much my whole life, except for mm-hmm. college. Like I needed to get out of here for college. Mm-hmm. I went to uh, I went to UCLA. Uh, it was probably like my worst and best decision of my life. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean it was the worst because I don't know the people are very. Um, when I went there from between 2005 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, there was because Hollywood is like right there. I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. I think everybody just became la la. Not not. <laughs> I w- yeah, exactly. <laughs> not not superficial by mm-hmm. any means, but um. I mean, no, 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 that's what I mean to say. I think they're mm-hmm. just very superficial, but they're not la-la. fake. Like that's what they're they grew la-la up people. With. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then you come over here and people are like, people have like these blue collar jobs that mm-hmm. get up to a point where like they have to think uh, think light collar. Because nowadays, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. nowadays, like people are making $100,000 a year and you're still considered poor. Exactly. Yeah. You need to go live in Sil- Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Oakland. Because like I've been seeing a lot of Oakland lately. Oakland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I moved to Oakland from East Palo Alto in 2004. Okay. And when I first moved there, the homeless uh, situation, it was there, it was present, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't overwhelming. And that's what's happening right now in Oakland is there's this mass wave of homelessness that, it, you know, you have the term pop-up for food. No, there are pop-up communities, tent, fam, you know, units that are popping up wow. all over Oakland, all under the underpass, The um, anywhere there is an open space on the um, freeway entrance. Um, in East Oakland, in the Fruitvale, there has been uh, several fires of um, encampments, 
because yeah. the people have no place to go. And the one thing that I can say that the homelessness there, the homeless are not hungry because there's a lot of food that are that's being given out daily, but they're, they can't afford to live in Oakland. I mean, I'm having a problem living in Oakland. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think Oakland's like the poster child for being gentrified, I think. Because, um, you know, if you, if you start, like, let's say you go into a small community in Oakland. Say West Oakland. Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> like West Oakland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you start putting things like, I mean, not Starbucks, but like stuff like, stuff like Swarovski or fucking like Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. Now, because there's, now, because it's there, people are going to see it as like a destination because mm-hmm. that stuff is there. Mm-hmm. So more people are going to start going in there and they're going to be talked to by mm-hmm. some investors about, you know, changing this whole community. Mm-hmm. It has and changed. Oakland is definitely changed. It has yeah. changed since I moved. I live in West Oakland, right? Yeah. In the, I, I, they call it Uptown, but Uptown is on the other side of 24 <laughs> or 980. <laughs> so I'm on the... I guess west west side of nine eighty. You're you're not too far off from uh, Lake Merritt, I think. No, 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 no. I'm I'm closer to the bottoms, what they call the bottoms, which is by the West Oakland Bart Station, Market, okay, okay. Grand yeah. Market Street, and West Grand, where the fire. As a matter of fact, the fire that they just had last week. I was a part of the people that electricity was affected at 2 o'clock in the morning because all of a sudden I heard this pop in the house. And, you know, I woke up and I noticed that everything, the lights were off. And I'm like, I know PG&E did not cut off my PG&E at 2 o'clock in the morning. Come on, (laughs) let me get there at 5 o'clock. But, you know, and then I started walking through the house because it was like a dead spirit, which means the energy was, there was no light, no, no kind of electricity. And I went to the kitchen and all I could see was this orange fireball. So, of course, everybody, wake up everybody in the house, Let's we get dressed, we go running around the corner, and the new complex that's right on uh, West Grand, up in flames. And that's that's what has been occurring in Oakland for like the last two years with all the new units that are being constructed in these different communities. For some reason... They are being vandalized, arson. That makes sense. I can't. I can't really speak about the people that do it, but I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for words, actually. But yeah, yeah. I, it, it's you know, it's the double-edged sword. You yeah. know, I live in Oakland. I live in West Oakland. I ne- live in that neighborhood, but I wouldn't be able to afford a unit there. I couldn't afford a um, studio. Oh, that's expensive. It's expensive. It, it, yeah. It's it's ridiculous, you know, two thousand dollars for a studio apartment. Well, <laughs> m- move, moving on from that though, coming from Oakland, we got the uh, Golden State Warriors. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I'm kind of torn because I'm a native San Franciscan, you know. So them, com- <laughs> them coming back home. 
They're they're coming back over coming here. Chase, back home. Chase Arena. Is, yeah. Yeah. Chase Arena is going to be built by next year. Champ, yeah. Champ, you want to say something about that? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> uh, Champ, that's Zima. Zima, hey, that's the how Champ. How you doing? Uh, sit, sit right there, Champ. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that was nice. That was I like that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Want some headphones? Yeah, Got them right there. This one? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. So, so Quentin, Quentin told me that you did, uh, you do some photography for the Warriors, which is why I want to talk about like Reverend in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, I've been photographing for them since 2007 when I used to work for the Globe newspapers, and now I shoot for uh, Sports in the Bay, Felicia McDaniel's. Sorry, she's gonna kill me, Felicia Purcell. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so when there's opportunities because they are the champs, the photographers now are getting booted out because of all the different TV channels, stations that want to be there at the Warriors games. So, you know, the little ones, we lose our spot because some TV channel wants to be at a Warriors game. So, you know. Do you want to answer this? We got Quinn coming in. Hey, Quinn. Hello, Bob. Hey, Quinn. I hear you. This is Zima. Quinn Mejia. <laughs> where Where is Quinn Mejia? <laughs> Quinn Mejia got a call in today. <laughs> I, I, I can't even tell you about life, but um, since you're not talking about me, because I'm, I'm over here live at um, Chipotle. Nice. In San Jose, <laughs> and it's a lot of weird energy out here today in San Jose. <laughs> but we're not talking about me. Hi, Zima. Hey, sis. How you doing? Girl, I'm telling you, I'm the, the baby had to put the man off the bus because he said he was going to set me on fire. And what? you know I got SDD. Is it? No, that's SPD, SPD, SPD. You know when you got to set you on fire. What kind of shit is that? So, so the bus is crowded, and he don't want to be touched. And he got, uh, he has in his hand a um, a thing you pull the plug and you and and you put out on the street when your cars broke down. Yeah. Uh huh. He has one of those, and he. So first, oh. this other man touched him, and he was going to kick his ass and jump on him. And I'm standing by the other guy, and the guy keeps saying he's sorry, and he's threatening the other guy. And so I'm standing by him, and then I bump into him, and he says, uh, I'm going to kick your ass. And I wow. said, let me just tell you, ain't another man going to hit me on this planet. Wow. And I meant that shit, and he said, I'm going to kick your ass. And I said, like I said, if you're going to, you, you know, we like had a standoff on the bus in the back of the bus at this point. And so the lady is saying, um, 
Was he just uh, trying to uh, recreate sir, the Rosa Parks moment? This is a packed freaking bus in, in, in Santa freaking state. So on the way, you know where I was going to take care of my phone bill. Yeah. Get there, and the, phone, the machine is down. So I said, okay, I'll turn around and just went about three more blocks to get on that bus, and the nut is on the bus. So she came, she's driving, a like still driving with the nut on the bus, and it's getting so bad the other clients are getting involved. So at this point, the people got me blocked off from him while she kicked him off the bus, and he said he's seen he's gonna set me on fire. What? She takes me five blocks what? away from where I need to go, which is more toward out of way near the train station. So she lets me off there. I gotta walk five more blocks back to where so I could take care of this phone. And by the time it's like it's a wrap, I could do it live. Oh wow! It's not, it's not worth me even trying to, you know. No. Nah, to have this really. energy, you know, so I knew I could do it live. I want to say, Zima, thank you for coming. Oh, Bob, I awesome. love you guys so much. <laughs> but did Zima you tell too, you boy. who she is yet? <laughs> yes, we've been talking. <laughs> yeah, no, did we, she tell you well, we've been talking about best? you, actually. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I wanted to explore the dynamic between the, the queen and the photographer, apparently. You know, oh. the tomboy and the diva. <laughs> how you got con- how you got connected with mother <laughs> because I didn't want to play dolly doll and makeup and all that so you well, know wasn't I passed that you on <laughs> Diva, oh my you god did you bring my high school pictures just so no, they could see how I'm in a ninth grade booth to do no I didn't I did tell them the story about you thinking that I was six years or seven years younger when we were at high school at the same time Mm-hmm. And I didn't even smoke weed then. So you should have been. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't even. You shouldn't even say that. You should have been. Day. I thought you was out on the grass. <laughs> and I'm that. And I'm that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but my sister just said a basketball team's got to be also programmed. She's a phenomenal. I, and I thank you. She she is an enigma. Yeah. It, isn't she? She's a phenomenal and so, and yeah. um the way she has come back uh fought in as is like you know, her courage to do this when when she first shared with me her chat that she was diagnosed. You know, I didn't even know I had no idea what cancer was. Or you know, MS. Well, these it, it probably diseases. didn't exist in the 70s. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, recently, kidding. actually, yeah. she's speaking of uh, present day, like the last yeah. oh, my four goodness, yeah. five years. Yeah, when I was telling you earlier about the yeah. walker. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to we'll get to that at one point. <laughs> there is so much to cover. <laughs> yes, is it so? Any entertainment with you guys today, uh, Bob? Uh, we got we got the heavyweight champ over here, Queen. Oh. You, you hey, should, you the heavyweight. Oh, the champ is here. <laughs> hey, the champ. champ. Is here. <laughs> Look, I needed you on the bus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the uh, stuff don't fly when I'm around. Man. No, I was I, I was squaring I was squaring off, champ. Hey. I put my bags down. I was squaring mm. off. I was like, okay, look like this is what I'm gonna do before I get. Where I'm yep. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I have to send oh a my bill. God. You know, we don't have to go see the bills, bondsman, sis. We don't. No, because I said if you you think you're gonna set me on fire, I'm gonna bite the shit out of you. I'm gonna yep. bite you and bite you and bite you and bite you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an advocate for street violence, but at the same time, it's like. Stand your ground. You threaten to set me on fire, you're going to get shot. Yeah. You're going to set me on fire. He had yeah. the spark in his hand, yeah. getting ready to pull it. Nope. And when? everybody on the bu- in the back of the freaking bus, it ain't no, it ain't no room. But our champ, I'm telling you, we need security. I'm telling you. Mm, that's <laughs> so who you beating up in the world today? <laughs> uh, actually, in a couple hours, I'll be wrestling over at uh, El Toro Nightclub. Oh. Uh, oh, at a nightclub? Cemetery Avenue in, in San Francisco. Oh, You a stripper. Wrestler. You ain't no boxer. I mean, hey, that's after that's dark. That's after dark. Hey, I'd rather have a wrestler than a boxer because a wrestler, I know he's going to take him down. Yeah. I'm at the, I'm so, I'm so is in the wrong location. <laughs> Your protection is here. I'm, you, I'm sitting up no, here with I'm a burrito and, a, and, some, and some chips, man. Well, he has a gentle face. And dimples. He has a gentle face. Oh, man. She's my dimples. Now I'm over here blushing. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and turn my back right now. And his head is shining. That's because it's hot. I'm sweating. I'm from Washington. This is too hot for me. Ooh, I've been having bad sweating spells. Maybe maybe it's good I wasn't there to drip all over you. I'll shoot. I'll shoot. I don't think he would have been able to handle it. <laughs> You'd be surprised if I can handle it. I'm learning how Look to scale my buildings and shit. They call me Sin for a reason. <laughs> the rumors are true. Oh, my God. Bob knows. Oh, exactly. Got, oh, He's I heard know. the stories. They, they got tools for everything, for climbing. Oh, yeah. For lassoing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got them all in my room. See, you, you don't have to not be able to do a damn thing on this planet. Oh, man. That's. So you I can learn how to climb. Hmm? You taking someone down tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a five on five tag team match. And um, based on the story. I haven't been announced as one of the participants mm-hmm. um, because they want to keep it a mystery until oh, I go out there. Oh, okay. But, oh, that's yeah. why you didn't promote it on your yeah. page. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then, uh, and then tomorrow I'll be in Daily City, um, going against twenty nine other guys too. Twenty nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, you don't look like you. Um, you've been banged up. You know, oh, I'm, much. I'm well, Dina, don't scars. be talking about how he look. I'm all sick and shit because I can't see. Oh. In the back of my head right here. <laughs> I got scars Dina, all over got body. big arms? Yes. You got big arms? Yes. You do? I mean, yeah. they're all right. They, I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. Or, like <laughs> He's wearing long somebody, sleeves right now. Somebody better have yeah, some of that up. weed for me. That's all. I don't care how he gets it. I don't care how he gets to Foster City. It better be there for me. 
<laughs> Man, I'm heating up over here. Byway Dam. Byway Dam. You got me out here. Got him shaking his shirt. I know. You know, I'm trying to fan like, himself. Oh, oh. <laughs> Child. Mm-hmm. When I'm menopause hands. <laughs> oh, my God. Talking live here from Chipotle in San Jose. Oh, I need one of them Holy Ghost Quinn hands. Here yeah, with, no, uh, you need the menopause. With the crew. Not yeah. the Holy Ghost. <laughs> the Holy Ghost will break on you. <laughs> Is, uh, am I tying up in line? Nah, you all good. You all good. How nah, many lines yeah. we got? We only got one, but I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to answer Gil's phone call because I don't have the timer. <laughs> Bob over here being lazy, so he's we like, "All right, got we got one." one. Li- <laughs> we we got one line. I'm I'm Quinn Mejia, talking from San Jose Chipotle. This um, had to do the street scene today because. The universe called it out that way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, hello, world. <laughs> hello, Quinn. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know what? The, ne- the next time, uh, the next time, me, you, and Russell are at karaoke, I'm Russell and I are gonna sing you some Rosa Parks. Oh. You gonna sing me some what? <laughs> Is Russell there? Nah, no. nah, Russell's not here. What the hell, Russell Ru- Truffles? Zima, you need to experience it. We call it. Oh, the you've never had Russell's mouth Truffles? Mouth no. orgasm. Oh, no. man, you, you missed out. Yeah. You missed the mouth, yeah. mouth orgasm. Zima, you gotta, you gotta come out one of yes. these times when Russell's here. He's, I told him I'll yeah. slap somebody for them damn oh. truffles. Yeah. Uh-oh. Them truffles bust open yeah. in your mouth, girl. <laughs> Do they melt in your mouth? <laughs> Oh, they do Ain't more than that. Oh. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they burst open in your mouth, and all of your whole mouth, your whole mouth is full of pleasure. Oh. Can you imagine Are we that? talking about your the troubles or me? <laughs> 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 What's really going on? We are talking about truffles, right, <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I didn't know truffles bursted in your mouth. I know they melt. Depends on the truffle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> You guys let me know when you talk. When you need to. He's blushing over here. The dimples are. You know what? Don't tell me you got a dimple. I just saw where the conversation was turning, so (laughs) I'm ready now. I didn't know it was going to be this type of radio show, Bob. (laughs) It's not. You told me to come down here and promote wrestling. (laughs) You got me out here just. Talking about truffles. Being looking like a piece of meat. <laughs> I don't mind. I, I didn't know they would turn you into that. I don't. Camp, I swear. You, yes, you did. No, I didn't. You set me up. You set me up. Thank you. Well, he he's not supposed to tell his identity until this tonight. You know? So yeah. Oh, is that what it was? Oh, so, oh, yeah. Well, did I mess up? Oh well. Yeah, we we're trying to change uh, it to keep it undercover for us. <laughs> I'll I mean, as I long, as, as, long as you didn't check in, you'll be alright. But I keep, I keep asking the universe, what did I do? What I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what time? What time is it? I'm about to get one of these scooters and start scooting along. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, you gonna rent a vest? Yeah, before? right. I almost had to do that trying to find parking over here. <laughs> right. Oh, you I drove park- here. Yeah. I, how soon am I gonna get here, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the park. I'm, I'm fat and lazy. Bob I don't like I'm me, not baby. Walk. <laughs> <laughs> like Dan Apparently Moses the bus is out of question. 
<laughs> apparently, Ooh, apparently Nick, so. Nick, I'm gonna go get that. I'm gonna go get that arsenic and, and have him threaten you guys. Shoot. <laughs> that, like, is that what about you on the radio? Like, uh, compared to the heavyweight champ, no, there's no question about it. That'd be a bad life decision champion. for him. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, you know so, why I'm not there. Hmm. Because I would be your contender. That's oh, why I'm not there. See, now. <laughs> That's a call-out. That's a call-out to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm the champion 24-7. So, anytime. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is show up with a ref. I'm going to give you some tight, tight boxer shorts. Got them on right now. Ooh. <laughs> he, do, he actually does. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm going straight to the show after this. Yeah. Oh, what color so, are they? Quinn, we trying to find what? out when his show, what's going on with his show. Doors open oh, at okay. 7 o'clock. It's at El Toro Nightclub in San Francisco. Mm. Um, I'm going on probably 9.30. Oh, okay. That's cool. Because mm. yeah. I'm well, in the class. Uh, heavyweight. You go on at 9.30, and what is the charge to get in? Huh? How much does it cost to get in? I think like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah, people need to know. Oh, exactly. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. So I'm, they I'm can about turn... to head over there after the show. <clears throat> so I'll they do, can I'll see the Bob's lying. Bob's lying. <laughs> I've, been, I've been inviting him to my shows for three years, and he hasn't showed up till one. This, man, this man bought an airplane ticket and a hotel room in Las Vegas to come see me wrestle out there. All the way up until the day I left, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna see you there. I'm gonna see you there." You know, That's he never a damn showed up. Shame. You know, he never showed up. I can't stand fake friends like that. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's not a fake friend. He's just. He never he shows up. Never, he never shows well, up. Well, that sounds like a fake friend to me. Unless, unless there's music or lumpia, he ain't showing up. No. Well, look, this and is what he you got to do. Well, and he was supposed to bring me a gang of lumpia the other night because he went to the, <laughs> the lumpia fest. Mm. And oh, that was you know Saturday. who showed up empty-handed? Ooh. Bob. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know Bob, who still let him in the bar? Him like me. The heavyweight. You're not treat, treating him like the heavyweight yeah. I'm imagining here. He probably has the bottom of the car right now. <laughs> no, I ain't leaving him in the car. Mm. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm imagining a, a heavyweight champion, and uh, Bob, you ain't, you're not treating him like he's a heavyweight. I'll, I'll, well, I'll, I'll surprise him. He's six, he's six five of heavyweight champ. I'm mm. six four. I'm six mm. four. Don't, Clo- give, don't give me enough. extra mm. inches. I got mm. enough of those. Mm. Mm. I'm three hundred and forty mm. oh, pounds. Mm. I'm black and Native mm. American. Mm. Mm. I'll, send, I'll just send you a picture right <laughs> now. I know you're on Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to get her a ShamWow or something. Are you right? <laughs> what cyberspace are you right? in? <laughs> do, you, do, do you remember that dog used to get a biscuit and float all the way up in the yes, air? So. Yes. Mm, yes. Mm, yes. Mm. Oh, thanks. You might Jeff. be too. We might, I might be telling my age. Shit. Can I get a picture? But that's a dog with yeah. a biscuit, honey. Bob <laughs> okay. over there just trying to take a picture of us, and I think he took a selfie. Okay, finish, finish, no, finish no, no, no. I, actually, I actually took a picture. Oh, right. uh, again, I am recording live from Chipotle in uh, San Jose. So anybody in San Jose want to hit us up? I want a on... super carne asada bowl. 
<laughs> that's that's my that's my stick right there. Yeah. Double the meat. Du- double the meat. We yes. got we got Zima. And I'll we have Zima, uh, entrepreneur who has uh, created many things in her lifetime, and I work with the Warriors photographer. Are you still working with them, Zima? Yes. From time to time? When they have an available space for little old Zima. But yes, uh-huh. I did a couple of games in uh, during the preseason. Um, but you know, I'm retired, so I come yeah, out whenever I feel like I want to do a game. Oh, so that yeah, is sick! Yeah. You can just hit a, you can just hit up somebody like Steve Kerr and be like, "Hey, let me take pictures." Right. No, no, actually, you know you I work can. for. If you mm-hmm. want well, to actually, bad enough, I have you can. family members on the Warriors, so oh, okay. I can't get tickets from them. Okay. There's ways. What? There's ways. Mm, well, well, he, give me the four one one. You know. <laughs> Let me tell you, you what's fun about being a um. Or, when sorry, you are a. Assistant. That's it. <laughs> Say what, Quinn? When you are a mutt puppy. Let me tell you what the advantages <laughs> of being a mutt puppy. <clears throat> You may not who you know who your daddy is, but you sure got a bunch of siblings. <laughs> what? what? Now, where did that I, come from? I can almost wipe my ass with the fucking Donald Trump toilet paper to my right. <laughs> oh, you really got Donald Trump toilet paper? It's not, not even kidding you. It's right here. Wow. It's fucking Donald Trump that's on crazy. toilet paper because that's literally where he belongs. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even want his face yeah, near my want... rear end. I'm sorry. No, no, I may catch it. Somewhere. I don't. I don't want him in my interview. <laughs> no, at all. I don't want him in the bathroom with me on toilet but paper listen, or no kind of. Especially paper. that's the best time to meditate, and I don't want him ruining it. Right. Is it? Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it is better to know who your damn enemies are, and he just, he just, he's the antiseptic that's pulling all this shit to a head. Now we got to act accordingly since we know who the motherfuckers are. Well, it is good that we know who our enemies are. But now that we know who he is, now he needs to leave. Mm. Yeah. It's like, we know you. We don't need to keep getting reminded of him. Oh, that's exactly (laughs) what I'm voting on fucking November 6th. (laughs) Yes, get out and vote next Tuesday. It's very, very, very important that we get out. Yes, get out and vote. He said Do something about that damn tin because... they gonna be burning. Oh, Zima, did you tell them about the fire? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Damn, y'all done talked up everything. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> sh- sorry. Right we ain't even an hour in the show. Yeah. Well, we want to get back to the champ and see what's going on with the champ. Who want to get back to what? The champ. Because he's gonna have to leave in a little bit, you know. He's, he's... Oh, the champ gonna have to leave? Champ's gonna have All to right, leave. All right, champ. How many fights have you won? Uh, shoot. I've been doing this since, uh, I went pro in 2010, so probably Ooh. close to 1,000 matches. I've mm-hmm. probably won 500, 600, something like that. Wow. There's an official tally somewhere on the internet. I'm just lazy and I don't want to look it up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> So how so often, I, how many matches do you have a week? Uh, well, I mean, there's ra- there's rare occasions where I could do five shows mm-hmm. a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but like 
this weekend if uh, I'm doing today, tomorrow, and then on Saturday at the company that I'm the champion of, we're having a Young Lions Cup, and mm-hmm. that's where all the young wrestlers who are uh, two years or younger in the in the business mm-hmm. get a chance to go out there and compete in the tournament, and basically it's like um, the new rising star mm. of professional wrestling, and uh, I'm because I'm the champion, I'm obligated to be there, even though I'd be there even if I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, because mm. it's just cool to see who's coming up. Yeah, yeah. I grew up on Bearcat Ride, Peter Maiva. Oh, uh, Peter Maiva, yeah. Um, 